You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. Ten out of twelve spies, even though they said, "Yeah, it's great, it's everything God said," but there's no way we can get live there. There's no way we can go there. There are giants there. There are walled cities there. There's no way we can have victory there. And ten out of twelve spies began to talk like that, and it spread throughout the whole congregation. So much so that the whole congregation, except for two guys, Joshua and Caleb, and their family, the rest of the congregation, because they listened to these faithless. Whether we realize it or not, many of our actions end up influencing others around us, both immediately and in the long run. From our attitudes, perspective, and even our emotions, we often contribute to the decisions of others, for better or for worse. In today's message, Pastor Danny reflects on the extended period of time that Israel wandered through the wilderness. In his study, you'll learn that just as with Israel, our lack of faith can cause major setbacks, both personally and corporately. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of Exodus, chapter 12, with today's edition of The Living Word. God's appointed pastors and leaders all the way down to the small group. And that's where it really counts because that small group is where somebody knows your name and what's happening in your life. And you know theirs. Get plugged in in such a way that somebody knows you and and you know somebody else. Another thing that God did during that 40 years is he had to develop in them, and it was a challenge to do this, a follow the leader faith. Follow the leader faith. I wish I had time on some of these details, but when you read the book of Numbers, God gave them camping assignments. God gave them marching assignments. And whenever the tabernacle would set out and the ark would set out and the cloud would move, they would break camp. But Judah would always go first, and they had an order. They had a camping order. They had a marching order. And God was trying to teach them. He was trying to teach them, follow the leader and follow my design plan. Hebrews thirteen seventeen, for us New Testament believers, says, obey your leaders. Submit to their authority because they watch out for your souls. By the time you got to Jericho, boy, it was a real follow the leader uh, faith. (laughs) A real follow the leader faith. Because the ark would go out, the priests would lead, and everybody would march around. And it's interesting, and I'll come back to this in a minute. Well, I won't even say it now. I'll save it for the last. Follow the leader faith. There was another very practical thing that had to happen, and that's why it took so long. Because, listen, corporate faith has great challenges. You know what one of the other challenges they had? To stay unified. To think like one uh, and to be in unity despite their great diversity. You get to Numbers chapter 2 and it, it will say, and this tribe, they camped here under their standard. And this tribe camped here under their standard. And everyone had a different standard of representation. That's diversity. Now, let me just say how diverse we are. How many of you like rock and roll? Come on, help me out here. Raise your hand. How many like rock and roll? Put your hands down. How many of you really like classical? God help you. I mean, God bless you. No, no, really. But, okay, how many of you wish we sang more hymns? Come on, be honest. Oh, well, you wish we sang more hymns, okay? 
how many of you homeschool your children, right? Or you did homeschool your children, all right? Put your hands down. How many of you private Christian school? That's what you are, okay? God bless you. Uh, how many of you public school? And my hand goes up. All my kids went through public school, all right? Look how diverse we are. How many Republicans? Now we're really going to get in trouble. No, we don't even do. We don't even know. You don't even realize you're sitting beside a Christian Democrat. I'm not going to go there. I got in trouble months ago for that stuff, and I, I ain't going there again. God, help me. What a challenge to have a group of people that are so diverse and keep them unified. Unity, despite diversity. I grew up in Hartsville, South Carolina, a great vacation spot. I know you've probably been to. Yeah. And uh, where I grew up, it sounds like a movie now, but it was really how I grew up. And I grew up with, with, I mean, there were two very diverse groups of people. On one side of town was the Rainbow Drive-In, and that's where the rednecks hung out. And I've referred to myself as a redneck, but the truth is I wasn't a redneck in growing up in my culture. That was the Rainbow they listened to country music. They had the shotgun on the back, you know, in the window of the truck. Uh, I hung out with the people at Roost Drive-In. We listened to the James Gang and the Doobie Brothers, and it was a totally different style of music and a total different group of people. And sometimes those two groups got pitted against one another. Sometimes you heard a fight was breaking out between the Rednecks and the Roost Drive-In crowd. But whenever a rival team came to town for a football, basketball, baseball game. I don't care what it was. Let me tell you something. We were all the Hartsville Red Foxes. (laughs) You better not mess with those Red Foxes. We had unity when we recognized who the enemy was. One last thing that happened during those 40 years is there was purging of a lot of different kinds. Let me give you one, and then I'm going to read one last scripture. 1 Corinthians 10 is where I'm headed, and I'm just going to spend a moment there. But before I read 1 Corinthians 10, you know one of the things that had to be purged was a faithless influence and a specific faithless influence that happened uh, the first time they came to the shore of the Promised Land at the Jordan River. And they had the opportunity. And remember, Moses sent 12 spies in. The spies came back after, I think it was 40 days of exploring the land. And they came back and they said, man, this land is just what God said. It's a land flowing with milk and honey. It's a place of abundance. But 10 out of 12 spies, even though they said, yeah, it's great. It's everything God said. But there's no way we can get live there. There's no way we can go there. There are giants there. There are walled cities there. There's no way we can have victory there. And 10 out of the 12 spies began to talk like that, and it spread throughout the whole congregation, so much so that the whole congregation, except for two guys, Joshua and Caleb and their family, the rest of the congregation, because they listened to these faithless men. The congregation said, let's get a new pastor and go back to Egypt. Let's get a new leader and go back to Egypt. And so they ended up wandering for 40 years until a whole new generation comes on the scene. And it's very interesting to me. Joshua now is the leader. Joshua, when he sent the spies in, he only sent two. And he didn't tell anybody he was sending them. Not only that, God's command 
when they got to Jericho, the first place for victory, all right, in the promised land, God said, march around the city and you tell the people, keep your mouth shut. Don't say a word. You imagine that? First day they march around, it's total silence. All you hear is the shofar trumpet blowing, reminding them God's presence is with you. Second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth day they march around. Seventh day they march around seven times and nobody says a word. But you know some people wanted to. Somebody's probably thinking, why we got to march seven times this day? Hey, how come I'm always in the back? You know, somebody's going to say something faithless. That's why God said, you tell them, don't say a word. You just keep your mouth shut. And seventh day, they march around seven times, trumpets blow, shout goes out, and God gives them great victory. First Corinthians 10 gives a quick summary of some other things they were purged of during those years. I'll read it for us. Verse 5, nevertheless, God was not pleased with most of them. Their bodies were scattered over the desert. Now, these things occurred as examples to keep us from setting our hearts on evil things as they did. Don't be idolaters as some of them were, as it is written. The people sat down to eat and drink and got up to indulge in pagan revelry. That specifically is a reference to when Moses was on the mountain receiving the Ten Commandments and the people go to Aaron and his brother and say, make us gods to lead us out of here. And he made them a god of gold and they went back in their souls to Egypt we should not commit sexual immorality as some of them did and one day 23,000 of them died Moabites tried to put a curse on the Israelites they hired a sorcerer named Balaam God wouldn't allow the curse and so Balaam plotted ingenious hellish plan Take the best-looking Moabite women and go out, and they seduced thousands of Israelite men into sexual sin, and thousands fell. Sexual immorality needs to be cleaned up in the church of Jesus Christ. We should not test the Lord as some of them did and were killed by snakes. What's that? That's repeated rebellion. That's when you refuse to listen to the Holy Spirit. You refuse to respond in repentance to the Word of God, and you do it over and over and over again. And finally, God says, that's it. I'm handing you over to the serpent. You know who that is. The devil. To teach you a lesson. And do not grumble. As some of them did. And were destroyed by the destroying angel. Again, that's one of the reasons I'm sure why God said at Jericho, you tell them, don't say a word. Hebrews encourages its readers to discontinue their reliance on the law, the old way of living. Jesus came to fulfill not only the prophecies of a Savior, but also the law itself. He perfectly lived out every word of it, never wavering, and always showing love and kindness. Jesus then became the sacrificial lamb, the one who would die in your place, so you wouldn't need to face the punishment your sins deserve. His blood paid the price. All you need to do is accept it. Are you ready to take this step of faith? Jesus is ready and waiting for you to step away from your old life with loving arms wide open. 
If you're making a decision for your Savior today, please let us know. We want to pray for you and be available to answer any questions you might have. Please email us at info at ccfstpete.church. That's info at ccfstpete.church. We're so glad that you tuned in today to The Living Word. If you live in the St. Petersburg area, we'd love to meet you too. Come by Calvary Chapel Fellowship on Saturday at 6 p.m. or Sunday at 9 or 11 a.m. to worship the Lord and learn from His Word with us. Be sure to stop Pastor Danny and let him know that you're a listener. You'll find more information and directions at ccfstpete.church. If you can't join us in person, you can still be a part of our virtual congregation. Join our live stream at ccfstpete.church. That's all we have for today. Tune in next time for more from this study in the book of Hebrews right here on The Living Word. 